Hello everybody, welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well and that you're all having a wonderful day. As always, leaving a like, leaving a comment, or subscribing. All of these things do help out the channel. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. Welcome back to another News I Missed, where I go over News I Missed. Crypto venture capitalist Dragonfly Capital said on Wednesday it will launch its biggest fund yet with a valuation of 650 million US dollars to fund. The fund is its third such venture and is called Dragonfly Fund 3. I guess it makes a lot of sense. The fund is more than twice the value of the firm's previous two firms, which came up to a combined 300 million dollars. It also mirrors similar moves from other venture capitals such as Bain Capital and Sequin Capital, Sequoia. I'm pretty sure that has to be Sequoia, which had both launched funds of nearly $600 million in value. Dragonfly, which is helmed by former professional poker player Hashib Kweshi, has backed several crypto mainstays, including Avalanche, Bybit, Amber, Dune Analytics, and Frax. Um, so uh, we keep, this isn't, how do I phrase this? A lot of times we get news like this quite often. It's usually around three times per week, roughly, give or take, over the course of a seven-day period. Where an already large fund is raising more money to put more money into the cryptocurrency space. I think the news that we had, there was another company like no more than three days ago who also announced that they were also... Uh, building a... Ah, it was the um, Anthony Scaramucci one. Uh, he's putting... Uh, having half of his $3.5 billion fund is going to be into crypto. And then there was also some other association that is with Fidelity. They're also going to be putting $600 million into crypto. So uh, I think this news, if we kind of compiled it all together, would kind of make headlines all at once. But I, got, I, I think the, the cryptocurrency space has kind of... Decentral, de decentralized us, desensitized us when it comes to uh, big numbers. I don't know if this has happened to you as well, uh, just to put it out there. I told a couple of my friends, hello, if you're watching, uh, when you first get into crypto, a lot of these numbers are going to sound insane. So the idea of putting $2,000 into any market is like, that seems like a lot. But then eventually... When your portfolio is like $65,000, you know, the number 2,000 seems like almost nothing to you. So every single time that the market goes higher, we keep hearing these numbers that, you know, the idea of a, there was a, a pizza shop, I think two years ago, who announced they were putting half a million dollars into Bitcoin and people were like, whoa, that's a huge amount for a pizza shop. And then you have someone announcing 15 million. There was another fund earlier this year. I think they said something about $27 million and people were like, that's a, you know, that's a pretty fair amount of money. But then when you keep hearing numbers like $650 million and $3.5 billion, you know, all the other numbers go, oh, well, you know, it's not as significant then, but these are still gigantic numbers of funds who are announcing publicly that they're going to be buying massive amounts of crypto. So yeah, that's the Dragonfly Capital is launching a $650 million crypto fund. Uh, no news as to which coins are going to be a part of the fund, but I assure you, by the time it launches, and usually a week after, we get some type of news as to exactly what coins are inside of it, and then people tend to become more bullish or bearish, depending on what their allocations are. I assume they're going to at least have Bitcoin and Ether, you know, just a little bit of logic there.
That's the Dragonfly news. And yeah, let's move on. This was in this very, very popular news over the last couple of days. After its approval from the Central Bank of Cuba, all services utilizing Bitcoin and other digital assets will be authorized to operate on the island as of the 16th of May. However, they must, they must, they must first apply for a license through the banks, I believe. Activities using cryptocurrencies were legalized on Tuesday, the 26th of April, after a meeting held by the nation's issuing body, which approved measures to regulate the granting of licenses to companies that trade in crypto. In accordance with the provisions of the official Gazette number 43 Ordinary, the central bank, yeah, there we go, will be in charge of approving applications for operating licenses with Bitcoin and other virtual assets for natural and legal persons to establish, they said, the specific requirements for the authorization, operation, regulation, supervisionation, su surveillance, I almost read that completely incorrectly, surveillance, corrective mechanisms, and cancellations of licenses for virtual asset service providers that operate in and from the national territory. The Why can't I read today? The document states, this is a an archaic step in the right direction. Um, I do not assume there are going to be many countries around the world who at the moment are going to be willing to give up an enormous amount of power. The idea of crypto becoming legal in a country is a win for us. But at the same time, it is consistently reeled in as much as humanly possible just to make sure that people also know that the issuing body of paper money within that country still holds, air quotes, uh, the power. So this was very popular because we had, what do you call it? There were rumors many years ago that a number of countries that were or are under sanctions from the United States in some sort of way... Uh, were allegedly using cryptocurrencies. This news came out around 2018 when we had news that Russia was doing it. It was Cuba, it was Iraq, it was Iran, you, you name it. It was about 16 different places we kept on hearing from consistently that were allegedly already using and accumulating tons of cryptocurrencies behind the scenes. If any of this was substantiated, no, but it was more of a, you can kind of, you know, if there's a currency that kind of gets you around and you're able to circumvent something that's been holding you down for 50 years, logically, we would assume that the country would be looking into it. So yeah, in a couple of weeks, it becomes completely legal within Cuba. I wonder what the what kind of effect this might have on the actual economy or people within said space. Um, not only for economic freedom, but also for... Um, I, I, I think it's kind of like an eye-opening moment for a very small fraction of people that kind of... Uh, grows wider as time goes on where people realize what the old system is and that they can get away from the old system. So, you know, I think we're still a couple of years away from that for this like global awakening of realizing uh, what crypto is and why the old system is so bad. I keep seeing a lot of documentaries talking about inflation and how bad it is. And, you know, there's no way to get around it. You got to kind of deal with it. And it's like, no, there, there are definitely other ways around this. Anyway, uh, this was very popular news over the course of the week. I think anytime any country uh, says yay as opposed to ban, I think people tend to get a little bit excited. That's the Cuba 
has uh, legally allowed Bitcoin to be operational within their country under the purview of the central bank. But, you know, silver lining and all that. Alrighty, let's move on. Also in the news, for the first time in history, a new exchange-traded product unveiled by 21 shares and ByteTree Asset Management will be betting on both Bitcoin and gold. The first exchange-traded product that combines Bitcoin and gold exposure has been listed on Europe's third biggest stock exchange, the Six Swiss Exchange. The new product has been unveiled by Zug-based ETP issuer 21 shares in partnership with investment advisor ByteTree Asset Management. According to the blog post, the physically backed index product known as 21 shares ByteTree bold ETP, ticker is bold, is designed to track an index comprising Bitcoin and gold, which rebalances monthly as per the comparative volatility of the two assets. A number of years ago, first of all, we've had gold ETPs, ETNs, and ETFs for since the late 80s, early 90s. I think that was kind of when they kind of became more in fashion. Uh, There were a number of cryptocurrency projects, and I hope everyone listened back then, uh, that were trying to base themselves off of gold. I think we have like two of them that just recently launched this year. And I saw people talk, wow, this is kind of cool. This is brand new. It's not. People have been trying to have gold as a base against a cryptocurrency as like a reserve. The idea being Bitcoin has no backing. Ethereum has no backing. It has the the backing of the general sentiment of the market, and that is kind of what gives it its value. The idea being uh, that gold, air quotes, has value. And therefore, if we gather up tons of gold and make a new cryptocurrency that's backed by gold, then that currency, digital currency, will have more value. All of these things failed. I'm sure there's maybe one of them that's like slightly popular in a certain circle, but it's just... It's extremely archaic to continue thinking that we need to have metal dug out of the ground as a basis for value of anything, at least in my opinion. So the idea of this is um, a lot of people are still used to the old system. And it's just just how things are. Things don't change overnight. And things sometimes barely change over the course of 10, nay, 13 years. So uh, this, I think, is... Interesting in the fact that this fund will be buying up physical Bitcoin, and we know that for a fact, but them trying to pair Bitcoin with gold as some type of, um, the word isn't assimilation. It, it's, it's like a, 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 a hyper general, general com, com, comparison between the two, i.e. Uh, Bitcoin is the new gold, gold is the old gold, and Bitcoin is digital gold, so therefore why not have them in their same kind of fund? I don't expect this to do well. This was also, once again, relatively popular news uh, because I think there are a lot of people who still cling to the old ways. Like I said, it's going to take a while. So the idea that we need an ETF at all for Bitcoin is part of the old system. The idea that we still follow laws from the 1920s and 30s and 40s when it comes to digital assets when there were no computers in the 1920s is still this like thread that holds us to the old system. So... Uh, cool, wonderful. It's nice to see. I mean, anytime something Bitcoin adoption-y ends up taking place, it's nice to see, but not always relatively necessary. Yeah. Moving along. 
Also in very popular news, as Mexico prepares to regulate crypto assets, the country's Senate building in Mexico City has gotten its own Bitcoin ATM. The machine came from the Bitcoin ATM manufacturer Chainbytes in cooperation with operator Axoltol Bitcoin. According to a press release, the Bitcoin ATM was installed in a bid to support the efforts of Mexican Senator Indria Kempis in making the flagship cryptocurrency legal in Mexico. The goal is to help lawmakers in the country experience crypto asset transactions firsthand and get familiar with Bitcoin. Here's the tweet right here. It says, for the financial liberty or freedom, inclusion, and education in Mexico, the ATM was installed with the support of multiple legislators, including Miguel Angel Mancera, the coordination of the parliamentary group of the Part on the Democratic Revolution, According to the Mexican Herald, this is the 14th crypto ATM being installed. The 14th? They should have hundreds by now. And the country, with other machines being in Tijuana, um, Cancun, Guadalajara, and other locations. Obviously, because, you know, they're missing getting up to the 14th. So, um, we also... Now, he, this is a stretch. You, you, you hold on to this end, and I'm going to keep walking for the next hour. It's going to be a literal stretch. Mexico was also one of the countries that we heard from before that allegedly was thinking about um, getting deeper or further into the cryptocurrency space. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a, a toss-up for me. I would assume that many legislators, many people on or in parliament are holding Bitcoin. Whether this is going to get a, a official approval backing from the central bank, I doubt it. Because we had news about a good month ago. Uh, for some reason, I'm pretty sure it was uh, her right here, uh, who's really into Bitcoin. And I think there were rumors because I think she was going to put forth a proposal to the parliament to have Bitcoin not only be legalized, but also legal tender, you know, the whole uh, story. Um, people assumed that Mexico was also going to have Bitcoin as legal tender. And I was like, don't hold your breath. It doesn't seem likely uh, simply because of how economic politics actually work. Mexico is far too close next to the United States for anyone to really be able to say, hey, we're going to circumvent the actual usage in the future of the US dollar and use Bitcoin instead. If you don't know how money really works, you got to really look into it because the US would not allow that, at least not within the next 10 to 15 years. So I think this is a great step forward. I assume there is some support in the country to make Bitcoin legal something legal tender-wise. I, I think it's not a uh, a random coincidence that this is being put inside of their Senate building for people there to be able to accumulate crypto. It's meant to be symbolic in some sort of way, but once again, since we had news a year ago, two years ago, I remember when we got the reports of a couple of countries who made it mandatory for their uh, local leaders, government people, uh, to declare what assets they were holding. And it was one country, I think, I think there were four politicians alone who had nearly a billion dollars in Bitcoin, just four of them, like those four combined. Uh, so we can assume around the world, these people, it's kind of the whole like, um, how a lot of people trade stocks against what a couple of the people in, in the US Congress are buying and selling because, you know, they know beforehand what's going on. So they kind of, you get what I'm getting at. Anyway, that's the um, Bitcoin ATM. 
installed in the Mexican Senate building news. I love how they like superimpose the photo here inside of a mall. Love it. Alrighty. <laughs> Let's move on. And to finish things off, Coinbase has listed Binance's BUSD, the crypto exchange's US-backed stablecoin for trading on the Ethereum network. This makes it the eighth stablecoin being offered by Coinbase. They have Tether, USD Coin, Terra USD, DAI, Paxo Standard, Ray Reflex Index, and M Stable USD. When this news came out, a lot of people were, I don't know how to really say this, uh, speculating that maybe Coinbase was in a in a downtrend because they were listing their competitors. Stablecoin, no, I, I think at this point you kind of have to list all these things if you see that there's a demand on another platform for this type of usage of this coin, especially as Binance's stablecoin is one of the most used one in the world. You add it to your platform to make sure that you also receive a portion of the fees or transaction, whatever, that's going through so that your company can also become richer. Uh, they're all doing it. Every company has done this. I, um, how do I say this? I almost wish this hadn't been news because it's it's very it's very old school crypto. Like, oh my, can did you believe that they listed that coin of their competitor? These these companies all know each other. They all talk to each other. There may be some like friendly competition as far as like who's listing or adding what first or the most transaction volume, but they know how to make money and it it's 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 simply the way that there's a reason why Coinbase doesn't only have Bitcoin and Ethereum. You, you list as many things as possible. If you see that another stable coin is doing billions of dollars worth of transactions in a week, you add it onto your platform so that you can also uh, get the drips also coming from the bucket. So yeah, that's the Coinbase news. Nothing spectacular, but this was also relatively popular. A lot of people were talking about it. And I think a lot of it just has to do with speculation. And this, like I said, this really weird old mentality of uh, Bitcoin only. Ethereum only. So a lot of people were like, I don't understand why they're doing this. Like they're Coinbase because because money. There's there's a reason why people are also accumulating altcoins as opposed to just one of them being Ethereum. It's because, you know, money. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. I do hope that you've all enjoyed. Wow. The amount of, like the difference. I don't know if you saw that. In the Bitcoin and Ethereum transactions, there are so many NFTs in here. Wow, that looks absolutely insane. I do hope that you've all enjoyed. I do hope that you all are having a great day, a great morning, a great afternoon, a great evening, wherever you are, wherever you might be. I hope it's, hope you're having the best day of your life. Thank you all once again for watching, listening, and or supporting, and I will most certainly be talking to you all soon. See you.